this is Chris. Hope you're doing well and welcome to Popcorn Finance, the show where we discuss finance and about the time it takes to make a bag of popcorn. I'm bringing you this bonus episode because I wanted to continue our student loan Q&A episodes that I started back on December 7th. But before we get into your questions, I wanted to give you a quick update on the student loan pause that was just extended by President Biden. I'm pulling this information from a really great article I found on Forbes written by Zach Friedman. So I'll put a link in the show notes to the article so you can check it out for yourself. On his first day in office, President Biden extended the federal student loan pause that was in effect, which was set to expire on January 31st. The new expiration date is September 30th, 2021. So what this means is that all those benefits that you were receiving up until this point are now extended. So that means no interest will be accrued. No payments will be required. You can still make them if you would like to, but you do not have to. You won't be penalized if you don't. And this time during the pause still counts towards your student loan forgiveness programs. It's important to note, though, that this doesn't apply to all student loans. This is specific to federal student loans, meaning that the federal government is your lender. And more specifically, this applies to direct student loans. And these are loans that are owned by the U.S. Department of Education. They are the only ones that are eligible for this loan relief. So, for example, this includes your direct subsidized student loans and direct unsubsidized loans. However, if you have a FFELP loan, this is a federal family education loan program loan. That was a lot of words or a Perkins loan. Unfortunately, they are not eligible for this pause. And if you need more clarification on this and want to learn more about the different types of student loans, go back and check out episode 219. I also put a link to that in the show notes as well. So this is a quick update for you all on the current status of student loans. We still really don't know what other plans there are for student loans for the rest of this year. You know, it's still really all up in the air. There's talks of some types of student loan forgiveness, but there's really not enough details out to really give you any information. So I'll just be on the lookout in case any new news pops up. I'll try to share it with you here on the podcast. Now, let's get into some of the questions that you sent in. Big thanks again to Robert Farrington from the collegeinvestor.com. Really appreciate him taking some time to answer more of your questions. And so after this episode, make sure you swing by thecollegeinvestor.com if you have any more questions related to student loans. This next one comes from Cindy underscore Marie 89. And she said, is it better to start paying your student loans off while still in school or should I wait until I graduate? Well, it depends on your loan type. If you have a subsidized loan, might as well wait it out. The government's paying it for you. But for everybody else, if you can afford it, it definitely helps you save on interest if you can make any kind of payment towards your loans. Uh, I'm a big believer in saving until it hurts. So if it hurts you a little bit to like make that $50 payment towards your loans, it's probably worth it, but it will save you a ton in interest over the life of your loan too, if you can even chip away at it a little bit. Mm, okay, that's great advice. Next one here comes from Cutley. What are the different loan types and their availability to undergraduates versus graduate students? We talked about this before on a different episode, but there's two big buckets of student loans. There's federal loans and there's private loans. Okay, federal loans, you fill out the FAFSA and you get an offer from your financial aid office and it'll tell you what you qualify for. When you're an undergraduate student, you just get federal direct Stafford subsidized or unsubsidized loans. Uh, unsubsidized loans are open to everybody. Subsidized loans where the government will help you with your interest while you're in school are only available to those with financial need. But 
you can get a student loan and they're offered to everyone, no credit checks required. If you're a grad student, you get what's called a grad plus loan, which is a different variation on the theme. The same rules apply, subsidized, unsubsidized, but the grad plus loan has a higher limit that you can borrow, which I will tell you is the number one reason people get in trouble with their student loan debt. Mm. I would tell you that there's a hundred, here's a funny story. There's a hundred people in this country that have over a million dollars in student loan debt and 100 out of 100 have grad plus loans. That's, I don't know. How's it even happen? What's going on? Graduate school is how it happens. That's why it's a grad plus loan. And so you have to be very mindful of it because you figured these people went to undergraduate, borrowed 50,000 bucks to go to undergraduate. Okay. Now that has now grown to 70,000 since you graduated. And then they went to graduate school and they spent $300,000 on graduate school. You add the two together plus interest. Now you're at 400, 500,000 by the time you're set in school. And then you're servicing this loan on, you know, income based repayments and you're making no progress and it grows and grows and grows and grows. And now you're at a million bucks. Um, grad plus loans are the ones that do it to you because they don't have a cap on them. You can borrow up to the cost of attendance. Unlike undergraduate loans that have a much lower cap on how much you can borrow, which is designed to protect you so that you don't borrow too much, but yet people will go beyond the cap. And that's where private loans come in. So private loans, You can borrow as much as you want, but it's subject to your credit reporting. And 90% of borrowers will need a co-signer because when you're 18 years old, you have no credit. So, you know, mom and dad or somebody will sign up for you and co-sign it. Um, But those loans can help you subsidize anything you can't borrow. But I don't recommend them. If you're going beyond this cap, there's a reason why these caps exist. So those are the two main buckets of loans. There's also a third kind of type, they're parent loans, and they apply to both federal loans and private loans. So your parents can take a loan for themselves to pay for your school. Parent plus loans are the federal version of it. And then private loans, they offer parent loans. Parents, if you're listening to this podcast, never, ever, ever take out a student loan (laughs) for your children. Don't do it. I have never seen anything successful come out of it in my 10 years of helping people with student loan debt, it always ends up with some kind of family drama, with some kind of financial drama, all of it together, even worse. Just mm, don't do yeah. it. <laughs> if your kids want to go to college, they can figure out a way to pay for it themselves. <laughs> and it seems so common. I feel like I've, I, I, I've known multiple people who've had their parents take out student loans. It is. But what a lot of parents don't realize is it's their debt. It's not the kid's debt. And so yeah. usually there's some kind of agreement like, oh, I'll pay you, mom. I'll pay, I'll pay towards it every single month. But then what happens when kids don't get a job? And then what yeah. happens when mom and dad want to retire, but now they can't because they have a $500 a month student loan payment and it just gets bad. You know, don't do it. Let the student borrow. Let the kid borrow. Teach them a little financial responsibility. Part one. Part two is now they become on the hook for it. And there's options to help them there's a lot more options to help them than there are to help parents and parent borrowers. That's true. That's such a great point because if you want, you can give your kids some money to pay off the loan if you want to versus being stuck with it forever, potentially. Bingo. Yeah. So parents don't borrow for your kids. (laughs) I think, I think we touched all the loan types. Go federal, avoid private. There you go. (laughs) That was a, that was a perfect breakdown. Your boy, keep it popping like Mary Poppins. 